Welcome to the Anxiety Experiment, one woman's quest to calm the F down or die trying. I'm your host and guinea pig, Millie, and twice a month I choose a new tip, trick, or technique for lowering anxiety, do it religiously, and report the result back to you. Today I'm going to be talking about Mel Robbins' morning routine. I heard about it on her podcast one morning. I was driving my kids to school, I think. And I've heard about morning routines a million times. I know you have too. But for some reason, this one caught my attention. And I think it was because she started by talking about snoozing. So Mel said that hitting the snooze button actually makes you more tired and makes your mornings extra miserable. She talked about sleep cycles and sleep inertia. And she said that when you hit the snooze button, your body goes back into a new sleep cycle. And those can last around 90 minutes. So when your alarm goes off again, eight minutes later, you are again startled out of sleep, which feels just as bad as it did that first time. And you can just repeat and repeat and repeat. You can see why this is miserable. So I looked up sleep inertia and I found out that it is a normal state Uh, Most everybody goes through it. It occurs between sleep and wakefulness. And it's that groggy feeling that you get when your alarm goes off. And the only cure is to wake up. So even though it feels really good to close your eyes for just a few more minutes, every time you hit that snooze button, you are just making yourself go through it again. So why torture myself more than I have to? Anyway, anyway, um, I've gotten ahead of myself. So let's start with what is the Mel Robbins morning routine? It consists of five steps. One, get up with your alarm. No more snoozing. Two, make your bed. Three, brush your teeth, set an intention, and give your mirror self a high five. Four, move your body and your mind. And five, make a little progress towards a goal. That's it. I already told you why she wants us to get up with the alarm, and the science does seem to back this up. I really couldn't find a ton of research on it, but most sleep experts seem to agree that it's best to stop hitting the snooze and just get up. Um, I did find one study, um, Time Magazine referenced, that found that snoozers may have prolonged sleep inertia. So maybe after a while of not hitting the snooze button, that horrible groggy feeling will be shorter. Besides the science, she makes the argument that when you set the alarm the night before, you're making a promise to yourself. And when you get up with your alarm, you're keeping that promise. So how awesome does it feel to keep a promise to yourself first thing in the morning? It's pretty awesome, actually. And if you can keep that promise, you can keep others. Now, on the flip side, how shitty does it feel to break a promise to yourself first thing in the morning? Pretty shitty. All right, on to number two, make your bed. According to Mel, this is giving your future self a gift. I actually love that idea. I really had a hard time finding any science to say why making your bed every morning could make your day better. There was one article on... um, the spruce. That makes some good points, but there was no reference to any sort of study to back that up. Still, I liked it, so I'm going to tell you what they were. Um, Number one, it starts your day off right, and I believe it. It feels really good to accomplish something right away. One small victory sets you off on the right foot for the day, and you can keep accomplishing things. Number two, it encourages you to keep the rest of your room tidy. Again, no science to back this up, but it does seem obvious. If your bed looks nice and the rest of your room is trashed, that doesn't feel great. Number three, it leads to better productivity. Um, this I did find a little bit of research for. Um, the book, The Power of Habit, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Charles Duhigg? Doug? I don't know. D-U-H-I-G-G. And he says that making your bed becomes a keystone habit, which is one of those habits that kickstarts a chain reaction of other good decisions. 
And most of the science I found about this came from that book, so it's hard to tell how true it is. But there was one Psychology Today article that says that one survey, so one article about one survey, did find that 71% of bed makers consider themselves to be happy, while only 38% of non-bed makers say the same. So that's correlation, not necessarily causation, but you know, it's not a bad number. Number four, it lowers stress and improves your mood. This I can definitely see. Walking into a bedroom with an unmade bed does not scream tranquility. A nice, neat, made bed just feels so nice. And, and seeing a little thing you've done for yourself I could definitely improve your mood. And number five, it looks and feels better. I don't know why number five got its own bullet point because it basically seems the same as number four to me, but whatever. The funny thing is that I did find a lot of science that says you should not make your bed within the first hour of waking up. And you want to know why? It's disgusting. Dust mites. So you sweat a lot at night and that becomes a playground for dust mites. So according to Real Simple Magazine and a bunch of other websites I saw, you should let your bed air out for at least 30 minutes every morning. I'm going to go ahead and ignore that because I'm doing my own little science experiment here, but now you know. So you can choose what to do. Maybe you could do step three and then come back and make your bed. So step three is to brush your teeth and then set an intention for the day and high five yourself in the mirror. Now, if you know about Mel, you know that high-fiving yourself in the mirror is a huge thing for her. I have not read the book. I don't really understand all of it, but I did do a little digging to find out why she says this is so important. And so I'm going to tell you what it is. So you already know what a high-five feels like, right? It's like this little celebration between people. And usually the person that's initiating the high-five is saying, you know, you did a great job. Great job. Way to go. Congratulations. With this little hand gesture. It feels so good to get a high five. So when you high five yourself, it's like you celebrating yourself. It also, this is Mel here, subconsciously kicks in all the positive messaging you've internalized your whole life about high fives. People who get high fives are winners. So if you're high fiving yourself, you must think you're a winner. Um, there's apparently some research showing that kids who were high-fived instead of given other praise felt better about themselves. And I guess high-fiving praises who you are instead of what you've done. I don't know about that. Um, but it also says that it silences your inner critic and it helps you seal the intention that you've made. All good stuff. Step four, move your body and mind. We all know that meditation is supposed to be life-changing, and when I was going through cancer treatment, even the Moffitt doctors were preaching about it. I never did it because I hate being trapped inside my own head listening to all those thoughts that are swirling around in there, but according to the Mayo Clinic, there are a billion benefits. It gives you a sense of calm, it lowers stress, it improves emotional well-being, it helps you focus, it increases patience and creativity, and it can even help with multiple physical ailments like chronic pain and headaches. It's crazy. And we know the benefits of exercise. I'm not even going to Google this one because if you don't know what the benefits of exercise are, are you alive? Anyway, the point of these two is that you get them out of the way first thing in the morning so that you can reap the rewards all day. And then you know that you've already exercised so you don't have to hit the gym after a 10-hour work day. So that's a mood boost right there. Step five, make progress towards a goal. The basis of this step is the progress principle, which actually came from research at Harvest, Harvard, Harvest, at Harvard Business School. 
So the gist of it is that little wins boost your motivation and performance. Um, Mel likes to say the secret of getting big things done is making little progress every day. I think she took a little liberty here. The original research was really aimed at how managers could support their employees and get better outcomes, but it tracks. When you feel like you've made some progress on something, on something important especially, you feel more fulfilled. And there's a whole book on the subject. I can't remember the name of it, but you can look it up. The Progress Principle. So that's it. That is the Mel Robbins Million Dollar Morning Routine. Um, so picking this activity felt like a little bit of a cheat because I'm packing a whole bunch of things together into one, which is kind of the point of the routine. You get all the little wins first thing, which sets you up for a better day. But I am definitely planning to expand on most of these in the future because 10 minutes of walking the dogs in the morning probably is not going to get me the same effect as a 30-minute workout. So I'm going to call it fair. Okay, so now, how did it go? I think this is the important part. Well, so I am still doing it and I'm planning on, on continuing to do it. So that should tell you something. But here are some more detailed thoughts in the order in which I do them, which is not exactly the order that Mel lays them out. So number one, getting up with my alarm. I have to tell you, no brainer. Why do I want to struggle through the waking up process more than once? I do not. Waking up is so hard for me. It doesn't matter if I got three hours or 10 hours of sleep. I am always dragging in the morning. I can't believe it took me this long to figure out that I only want to do it once. Anyway, um, I will I will tell you that there have been a few times that my husband has, has come in and said, oh, I'll walk the dogs this morning. And I rolled over and reset my alarm for an hour later. But I will also tell you, those were not my best days. It felt really, really good to be able to close my eyes again. But then when I was rushing around an hour later trying to get everything done, I definitely regretted it. Plus, I missed out on my morning exercise. Um, the meditation was sacred and I, I would not skip it. I have not skipped it. So anyway, moving my mind. So meditation. So I already, I already kind of mentioned that this is sacred to me. Um, and I have tried meditation so many times. Um, I can't actually believe that I'm sitting here telling you how much I love it. Seriously, this is crazy. Um, the first few, few excuse me, the first few times that I did this morning routine, I got up and dragged myself out to the couch so that I would make sure I wouldn't fall asleep doing the meditation. But I realized really fast that trying to meditate on the couch while my 15-year-old is rushing around all over the place, brushing her teeth and eating her breakfast and her dad's nagging her to get out the door, that doesn't work very well. So I wound up moving back into my bedroom. I was um, pretty nervous that I was going to fall back asleep instead of meditate, but I discovered that if I turn a light on as soon as I wake up, I could meditate in bed. I was worried that I was would accidentally go back to sleep, and um, at the beginning, I did set a second alarm just to make sure, but it hasn't happened, not once. And I don't even turn on the big light. I just turn on the little flashlight on my phone, and it lights up the room just fine, just enough that I'm getting that light through my eyelids to remind me that this is not sleepy time. And the other thing that's nice about it is that there's something about the just woke up brain that makes meditating a little bit easier than if I've already brushed my teeth and made the bed. Might be cheating, but it did make it easier and it kept me doing it. So I'm going to call it a win. Um, has it made a difference? I think it has. Um, I know that it has 
made a difference in the actual meditation itself. When I first started doing it, it was much harder. Um, it was I felt much more trapped and the thoughts swirling around tried to drive me crazy. But doing it every day for the last month has made a difference in that and it doesn't feel as anxiety inducing as it used to, which is sort of ironic. I know meditation is supposed to fight anxiety, but if you're like me and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are meditating was going to drive me crazy. I really thought it was going to drive me nuts having to be trapped in my brain with all those thoughts, but just stick with it. Um, I don't know if it's affected my overall anxiety levels because I don't feel a huge difference overall in my anxiety right now, but I'm only doing 15 minutes a day, which is another um, little trick. I will tell you, I started at five because I didn't think I could do more than that. I started at five and then every few days I increased it just a little bit. And now I'm at 15 and I actually really enjoy it. So I'm definitely not going to stop. Um, and I am definitely going to increase um, the length of time that I do it and maybe um, do it more, more than once a day. And I, I plan to do a whole episode on this. All right, making my bet. This is another one that I'm actually hooked on. I don't give damn about the dust mites. Forget the dust mites. I don't care. That bed is getting made when I get up. And I don't mean hospital corners and fancy pillows and all that. I smooth out the sheets and the comforter. I lay the pillows down nicely and I'm done. Not, not only does it feel good to have something accomplished immediately, but it looks so much nicer when I wander back in later. When I come in to get dressed and my bed's made, it really does lower my anxiety in that moment. It's just a lovely sight. And then when bedtime comes, it's really, really nice because I don't have to thrash around and try and remake the bed or whatever. I just get to slip into the sheets and put my head on the pillow and go to sleep. Next, um, next I go brush my teeth and do my high five. And to be honest, this one is really hard for me and I don't know why. I mean, I brush my teeth every morning. That is, that's nothing new. But for some reason, I cannot remember to do this high five. And I don't know why. I have literally no idea why. Um, it's not that I don't want to do it um, or the fact that I feel weird doing it, which I do. But for some reason, I just, it slips my mind. It slips my mind every time. And I, I realize about an hour and a half later that I never did it. And so at that moment, I'll run to the nearest mirror and give myself a high five, but I, I'm not really sure that that's um, following exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm not sure how much it's helping, but I keep trying. And the last few days I have actually gotten to do it. Um, I've remembered. Um, to be honest, I kind of forgot about the whole intention part. So I'm going to have to slip that in going forward. Um, and I'll, I'll have to kind of just let you know how that goes moving my body. This has actually been really easy to do since we have two dogs that need a nice long morning walk and my husband hates doing it. Um, to be fair, he does do the evening walk and the bedtime walk. So I really should be doing this one anyway. And I think that's one of the reasons that it's good to keep it in my routine. Not only have I gotten some steps in, which helps that foggy brain wake up, but I also know that I took something off of his plate and that feels good. Uh, one of the ways that my anxiety manifests itself is complete overwhelm. And so I don't always feel like I carry my weight in the household chores. So this is one thing I can do and it helps with my self-esteem. 
Exercise is another one of the uh, anxiety hacks that I will be delving more into at a later date, um, doing more than 10 minutes of walking the dogs in the morning. But for now, at least it's there. And the last one, making progress on a goal. Um, as hard as as hard as it is for me to remember to high five myself every morning, this was actually the hardest part of the routine. Um, I, anxiety, well, I already told you, anxiety causes major overwhelm for me. Um, next to flying, that's actually the worst part of my anxiety. I never get anything done because it all has to be planned out 100% before I can even start. And that's overwhelming. And so I never plan and then I never start. And then, of course, I feel like shit for not having done anything. And five minutes in the morning to make progress on a project is barely enough time for me to even figure out where to start, let alone do anything. Um, so I'm really, really struggling with this one. Um, I'm trying to follow the getting things done system, which if you haven't heard of it, take a look. Um, I really love the idea of it, but I have a hard time putting it into practice. Um, still working on that. Definitely feel like it is something that could be super, super helpful for me. But anyway, the point of me bringing this up is that getting things done or GTD as they call it says that if something requires more than two steps, it's really a project and you have to break that project down into the literal next action. Okay. So if my project is pay choreography fee for younger daughter's solo, the next action for that is really email the studio to find out the amount I owe for my younger daughter's solo. Um, this way you have an actionable step instead of this undefined thing you need to do. Because if you just say, well, I got to pay this choreography fee, you can't. You have to get your checkbook out. You have to figure out what is owed. You have to write the check. You have to put the check in her bag to make sure that it gets there. You have to remind her to turn it in. You have to check with her when she comes back to see if she actually turned it in. So you can see how this system um, could be really helpful or it could make you feel completely overwhelmed, but that's up to you. You, you have to decide. <laughs> anyway, the reason that I bring that up is that um, I think it's my downfall in the making progress piece. Um, I need to find a happy medium between spending two hours figuring out every single step I need to take in promoting my podcast on social media and listing it out so that I can pick one every morning and not having any actionable items at all. So I need to have this list in order to make progress because I can't spend an hour in the morning trying to figure out what the next thing to do is, but breaking that down into all the actionable steps is overwhelming and so I don't get it done. Anyway, it's difficult. Um, might not be as difficult for you. This could be something that is um, purely a me problem, but I'm still working on it and it actually does feel really, really good when I'm able to do it because I feel like, oh, okay, I'm one step closer. So in conclusion, what do I think? Well, I love this morning routine. Uh, my anxiety is still bad, but on the days when I skip the routine, I totally feel a difference. It's mostly a disappointment in myself that I could have made my morning better and set myself up for a good day. But I'm not mad at myself for the days I skipped because it has actually made it clear to me that this routine sets me up well for the day ahead. I'm not groggy for as long. I've accomplished something. I've kept promises to myself. And by the time the real day rolls around, I feel like I've already had some wins. If you're on the fence with this one, I say go all in. Um, you can find her podcast about it um, on all the podcast apps on YouTube. You can Google it. There's Facebook groups about it. 
So you can definitely learn more. Um, but I, I will be continuing to do this one and I don't see myself ever stopping. All right. Well, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe to it, rate, review, share with all of your friends. Because as I like to say, anxiety loves company. Thanks again. And join me next time when I will be talking about alcohol. Bye guys. Thanks. Thanks.